Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits. Would you judge somebody if they left their partner due to depression? And I'm going to read out this email to you. And it says, Hi Niall. I have a very sensitive story for you to discuss in your show, but please do not give out my name. Here it goes. I've been married for 15 years, and for most part, my wife and I are very happy. We have children and a good lifestyle. However, in the last three years, everything has changed. My wife started to become really down all the time. The cracks begin to show, particularly after our third child. We have seen doctors and therapists, but nothing seems to work. Uh, this lockdown seems to have brought her to a downward spiral that she cannot shake off. She calls into work sick lo- a lot because uh, she just can't face the world. She says, stays in bed from Friday to Sunday and, I've tend, uh, and I have to tend to the kids. Uh, for the first while, uh, I was very supportive and did my best to help her. I booked her doctor's appointments. I drove her to the therapist's office. I basically ran the house uh, when uh, she needed to take time off for herself. But lately, I feel there is no light at the end of the tunnel. I feel her depression is starting to pull me down. And I feel myself snapping more. I'm not myself anymore. I'm not the person that I used to be. I feel like the woman I married has completely disappeared. She is not the woman I married anymore. Uh, I want to leave her. Uh, but I feel some sort of duty to stay. Am I supposed to live an unhappy life because she's sick? Am I expected to stay? If I'm honest with myself, I think I want to leave. What should I do? I'm not sure what I'm hoping to gain from reaching out to you and the listeners in your show. Perhaps maybe a bit of advice, knowing that I'm not alone in this battle. I can't come on the uh, the show for the obvious reason, uh, but I will be listening. Thanks very much indeed. That's a very difficult situation and I can <clears throat> completely understand why he feels that way and, and anybody who puts him down for that or says, oh, you're abandoning your wife, I think you're wrong because I think unless you're in that situation, it's very difficult to understand how other people might feel. Although we should have understanding for people who have depression, sometimes, like everything else, it's very, very hard to deal with that when you're living with it all the time. So do you think this person is completely selfish for wanting to leave his wife? Or can you understand why he wants to do it? Depression is a difficult thing to live with. It's obviously extremely hard for the person suffering with it, but equally as hard for somebody like a partner or children who are living with the person. Are partners expected to stay in relationships even though they're extremely unhappy? I want to get your thoughts. Maybe you've been in this situation before, can offer some advice, or maybe you've suffered from depression and your family have suffered because of that, or you believe your family have suffered because of your depression. I want to get your thoughts on this. Is this man, the question really is, is this man selfish for wanting to leave his wife because she has been depressed, as he puts it, for the last three years and he's done everything to help her, but nothing is changing? Is he selfish for wanting to leave her? Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. Gina, you're on Classic Hits. How are you doing, Gina? Hi, Niall. How are you? How's things? Good. Look, it's a, at some point in a, most of our lives, we'll all suffer some level of depression. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and be that from just grief or something that happens in our lives to something that's a little bit more suspicious and something that has to be dealt with by a doctor. But what, what should this guy do, I mean, in this well, situation? Well, me, as you know, I'm a carer and I work with mental health issues as well. Now, in a marriage, though, you say for better or for worse, okay? Mm-hmm. It's not someone cheating. It's not someone not loving somebody. It's nothing like that. Basically, for me, if it was me in this situation, I would support him as much as I could. Now, by going getting medical help, medical help will be the top priority. And getting her out to get medical help, getting her, you know, medication that will sort her, get her to therapist, get her to psychologist, you know, get her sorted. But also... There's other little things, you know, like I know right now we're in the middle of a lockdown and a lot of people that suffer mental health is actually worse right now 
and I get that completely. But, you know, even if he knows somebody that knows somebody that does nails, or if he knows a hairdresser, get somebody to come over, get her hair done, get her nails done, you know, something that somebody that does makeup, get them over to do a bit of makeup, just to kind of little steps, little steps, along with medication, along with help from medical advice, you know, it can help and it can turn this all around to just walk away because he feels unloved, he feels shitty, he feels whatever. Well, I, I don't, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't want to give the impression that he's selfish because he does say that in the last three years or so that he has done everything, that he has booked, he's been supportive, he's booked her doctor's appointments, he's brought her to the therapists that she wants to go to, he's basically ran the house, so he's doing a lot of the housework and what have you as well to take that kind of pressure off her. So I do believe that he's playing his part. Yeah, but like, yeah, okay, I get that, I get that. He does sound very supportive as well to her. But why give up now after three years? If there's any inkling there or anything that he could, there could be something else. There's loads of things. Go on Google, talk to our GP, talk to, without her even knowing if he can make an appointment, talk to the GP and say, look, I'm at my tether here. I've tried everything. What can I do next? And he might give him other places and other things that he can link in with to help. Mm-hmm. Or to guide her, do you know what I mean? And you know, if all else fails, then okay, right, fair enough. You can walk away, but like, and is is that a selfish thing to do to walk away? No, I don't think it's selfish. I don't think it's selfish. I think, I think if he feels that he's he's trapped and he feels like he's caring for somebody constantly and he's feeling exhausted and he's feeling like he's, the world is on his shoulders and he's not able for it, that he just wants a happy life again and he really feels that and he feels like he can really walk away from her. Well, then, you know, walk away. But don't walk away until you've exerted everything. I See, I mean, I'm looking at the line in the email that says, I feel like the woman I married has disappeared. She's not the woman I married. Of that, course, that, she, that... she wouldn't be suffering with depression. No. She wouldn't be. Do you know what I mean? Depression is a horrible thing to suffer with. Um, I don't suffer with it myself, but as you know, I work with a lot of people with mental health issues. And, you know, it is, and it can be horrific. But there is good, right medication out there that can keep people on the balance. Mm-hmm. I know medication's not always the answer, but it can help. You don't have to be honest the rest of your life. If it brings you to a certain place, you know, it can help. Now stay, well, stay there for a second. Let me go to John as well. John, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, John? How you doing, Al? Um, John, I mean, is he selfish for wanting to leave her? No, because I'll tell you why. It's an awful situation he's in at the moment, and I know he's listening. Uh, in terms of... Uh, it's an awful situation for the woman who's depressed as well, by you. Well, I'll put it this way. Anybody who is depressed, um, they're not going... You know, they're, they're going to look after their own needs. They're just going to look out for their own needs. Uh, they're not going to see anybody. They're not going to look out for anybody else's needs. So that man is caught in a... You know, he's just caught in a bad situation there where basically the wife is going to just... Blank him. She's not going to do anything. Well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if she's blanking him now. Maybe you were exaggerating well, the, the story. Fact is, she's going to be. The fact she's is, not, she's, she's not the person she was. Obviously, she's, going to be she's concentrating extremely depressed. On yeah, but she's going well, to be. But yeah, but, but yeah, but she is right to try and concentrate on herself to get herself better. Obviously, isn't she? Well, no. When I say when I say she's going to concentrate on herself, the fact is she's going to do nothing for herself, and she's going to do nothing for anybody around her. The fact is, he needs. You sound to like you're kind of writing her off, John, a little bit there. Well, people with depression, unless they snap out of it, yeah. What do you mean, I mean, unless, I mean, it's, easy, it's easy to just turn around and say, unless they snap out of it. 
I mean, it's not that easy when you're down or depressed, particularly if the reason for your depression is something that you can't control, maybe the death of somebody or whatever it happens to be, and that would be grief and, uh, as well. I mean, it's not that easy just to snap out of it, John. That's, that's, that's true, a bit unfair, but, isn't it? Yeah, but that's true in life. But a, lot, a lot of us get down and depressed in life, but you have to come to the point in life where you say, look, okay, this is doing nothing for me. I have to try and get past it. I have to try and get back on it. I know, and, and John, I felt that way. <laughs> I felt that yeah, no, down you, you've and that been low. In that situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and I felt that down and low that I, I've often been going, right, I have to just stop, 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 stop. I have to move on. But it's not, it's not always not, it's just not always that easy. But let me ask you one question there, now, if you don't mind me asking, in relation to yourself, and you don't have to answer if you don't want to, what kind of brought you back around to getting back on with the invigoration of life again? Well, because I, the way I look at it is I have a whole life ahead of me. Well, I have 30 years left in my life. What are you referring to? Are you referring to my marriage breakup, for example, no, four years ago? I, or what referring are you referring to, to in particular? I'm referring to the point that, you remember you said, like, you came to the point where you want to end it all. Yeah, that was about so three was, and a half years was, ago, yeah. Yeah. So there was actually a point there where you said to yourself, no, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to get back onto the saddle of life again, and I'm going to start moving on with my life well, again. Well, so well, well I, I'll tell you the one thing. There was two things to help me. I had some good people to talk to at the time, thankfully. Mm. Um, yeah. Good friends, uh, that one in particular that I had to talk to. And then I met an amazing woman uh, a few months later who's given me something better to live for. So, yeah. so in my mind, that was what changed my life. Yeah, but the point is you changed your life. Again, in this case, this woman has to do exactly the same thing. And unfortunately, that man can't change her mind or make her, you know, embrace life again. So the fact is, he has to look after his needs, and in this case, the kids' needs as well, going forward. Right, okay, so it, so it, it, the solution is, if he go, mind you, if he goes, he might be leaving the kids with her, which is not going to be very good for the kids no, either. No, no, he way. couldn't do that, no. So you should th- you're, you're saying he should go and take the kids? Now, that's really not going to help her depression, is it? Or a mental well, health the, state? Uh, well, the point of her is, I mean... I mean now now, I'm, now I'm, she's into a court case for access to yeah, children. But, but hang on, but now, the thing is, I mean, if somebody in depression, if you live long enough around with them, they're going to drag you down as well. So you have to, you know, if you... If you okay, well, kids, well, 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 Gina, Gina has well. he got... Okay, but Gina has... John got a point that there is a point you come to where you have to think of yourself and as much as you love the other person who's depressed you know John makes the point as he does in the email that it brings you down as well if they're not willing to try a little bit harder to get to get out of yeah, that state it does yeah it, it can but come here I, I hear what John is saying but I, I think John is kind of in a one set mind um, depression is depression can come on anyone at any time it doesn't have to be trauma it can just be nope. a hormone imbalance in their body, and that can that that can that can be really severe. But at the same time, with her husband, if if he loves her and it's hard to walk away, then he still needs to fight to try get her back to who she was. And maybe it could be something stupid that could just trigger her one day and just say, "Hang on a second, I need to sort myself out here. I'm going to lose everything around me." You know, and it just takes that one thing. It's like you said. We've all gone through a point where we've hit rock bottom in our life, mm-hmm. and the only way was up, okay? And we did. We got back on that horse, and we got up, and we got on with it. And But not everybody is like that. Not everybody can deal with things. Not even, people don't yeah, even some know. People, that some people are stronger depression. than others, I agree. Some yeah, people are, and can deal with it better. Some people don't even know they're dealing with depression. They don't even know they are. But no, can they, I say that? You know what I mean? They don't even think, they just think that they're having a bad day, or a bad week, or a bad month, or whatever. They don't even realize. Well, well, well let me, just before we go to the break, John, have you ever been depressed? No, but I have been down. But I want have to you, no. Have you ever woke up in the morning and said, no, I don't want to face look, the day. I don't no, want to no, face no, the day. No, look, there's been, certain, there's been certain times in, in everybody's life when you go, Jesus, I feel so 
on the ground level at this stage. This has gone wrong. That's gone wrong. And you just pick yourself up. But let me ask that. Let me put your power. That, that's, the... that's not quite depression. That's just being in a bad mood. No. Yeah, but, yeah, there's but a bit, the there's a bit is... of a difference. You know what I mean? Yeah, about but, something but the, that's ongoing yeah. and something that just triggers you on a single day. But, but what I want to say there, Niall, is uh, just in relation to what that lady's after saying there, if that woman is not going to help herself, there's nothing he can do for her. And certainly and I don't. I know. I don't agree with you, John. When you say there's nothing he can do for her, he is doing a lot for her, by the way, by helping her to get the therapists mm-hmm. and talking to doctors, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So the suggestion that there's well, nothing you can do for somebody who's depressed is wrong, John. You can no, you fact- can do something, but I understand the point you're making Look, that it, it can get to a point where nothing is working. I'll I get put it that. this way. I'll put it this way. It's like somebody who's on drink of drugs. Unless they want no, to it's not. No, no, it's, no, it's, no, it's, no, it's hang not. Hang on, hang on. Let me John, you know, there's a difference. If you're on drink or drugs, you can stop the drink or drugs and you can stop your problem. Depression is invisible. Mental health okay. is invisible. You okay, can't. That, that's not something you can control in the same way. Let me finish the point. What I'm saying here is it's, it's the same kind of way of thinking. If you're on drink and drugs and that person doesn't want to help themselves, there's nothing you can do for them. There's nothing you can do for them. You can give them all the health and services under the sun, but if that person doesn't want to change or try and change you, their but, mood, but John, what, what you're saying, you but, but are you telling me that people who are manically depressed and who are at home and who don't want to face the day every single day and just want to hide in the bed because they just the world is against them or whatever it is, and you're saying that they don't want to do anything about it. They do. They just feel they can't. Yeah, but the point there's a difference. is there's nothing you can do. That man can do nothing for his wife at the moment. If she does not want to help herself. But how can she help herself? But that's the what, point. Just jump out of bed and uh, shake it off? Cheer no, up there, will said, you? No, as, as I said, look, uh, many people no. have a lot of t- uh, traumas in no. their life and stuff like that. But 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 some, yeah, but when somebody's in a bad mood, right, you can tap them on the back and say, cheer up for God's sake, right? But when somebody's depressed, you can't just slap them on the back and ask them to do something about it and say, cheer up there, will you? Well, no, the they can always put on a fake smile, but inside, inside they're still tormented. Yeah, but the, yeah, but the point is that man cannot help that woman the way she is at the moment, and there's nothing he can do for her. Okay, well, do me a favour, stay there. I have to take a break. You can keep texting. The number's oh eight seven one double eight travel zero eight. Hi, you know, how are you keeping? Good, Peter. I mean, it, it's difficult to live with depression. It's equally difficult to live with somebody who has depression. So, is, yeah, but I tell you something. No, when I, I married my my uh, my wife, I'm going back years now, and. She took overdoses and everything, but oh, I loved sorry her. to hear. I'm sorry to hear that. You understand me? I loved her, like yeah. And uh, I stayed with her for twenty-one years till the children were reared, and then we split up. And she's happy, and I'm happy. Okay. And you know the reason. And do you, do you, do you believe you have a duty? Do you believe you have a duty to stay with them? Well, when I went up to the altar, I said it was for better or worse. You know what I mean? Right, like, yeah, yeah. You know, but I knew it was hard. But the thing that kept me with her was because I loved her. Now, I had to go to a lot of psychiatric hospitals with her and everything. Yeah. But, I, you know... I, and do you, I still, and of, do you still love her? Oh, I do. I still love her. Like, you know. mm, Okay. And why are you not with her anymore if you, not, if you don't, if you still love her? Well, I tell you no, no. We and I don't want to go into your personal life, by the way. Sorry, sorry. I shouldn't Yeah, yeah, that. but... Um, there was a third party came into oh, the house okay. with her and okay. we okay. split up we divorced then like okay, I divorced yeah. over 19 years like right okay and you've never you know, and you've never truly gotten over that by the sounds of it sorry you've never truly gotten over that really have you 
No, not really. No, no. because uh, like nine it's hard. Like you know, oh, I know, you're, I know. You have to. You're there. You have to do all the housework, take the children to school. You know. And, yep. But um, it's hard. But I tell you, like, it was the love that I had for what kept me going. So, what advice would you give to this guy who says in the last three years well, he I'd feels his wife has like, disappeared? I'd say what the lady said there will go. You know, stay with her and see how it goes, and. Um, the depression should lift, like yeah. They'll get to the root of it, and it lift, and you 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 come out better in the end, like. All right, good, good call, and Peter, you stay safe. All right, okay. It's lovely talking to you, uh, Jessica. You're on Classic Hits. How you doing, Jessica? I'm very well, Nile. How are you? Good, Jessica. Look, it's, as I said to Peter, it's difficult having depression, but it's also equally difficult living with somebody with depression, particularly if you love them. Um, Absolutely. Okay, but you weren't happy with John's comments earlier on. No, I was not happy with John's comments. To me, it just seems like John thinks that anyone, like that there's only one type of depression and he thinks that one day you just convince yourself to get up out of the bed and go live in your life. Snap out of it, so to speak, yeah. Yeah, so I just totally disagree with him. I think he's totally misinformed. And I mean, to him, he's probably been brought up, you know, like you just get on with it. But like... I mean, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. There is a percentage of the world who have never really been depressed. And mm-hmm. that's fine. You know, maybe that's just the type of people they are. You know, I, I don't know what type of person John is. I don't really know him. And maybe, yeah. and from that point of view, maybe they don't have an understanding of it. I don't think John has any understanding of depression whatsoever. I'm sure he couldn't list three different types of depression because, I mean, there's, you know, you've psychotic depression, you've situational major, there's so many different types. And mm-hmm. to me, he just seems... To lump them all in together, yeah. Yeah, he seems, to me, it seems he's approaching it from kind of an ignorant standpoint. Like, I mean, I have full sympathy to the man, but also to the woman. I'm sure she doesn't enjoy the, the situation that she's in. I'm sure she does want to get up and get on with it, but it's not. Sometimes it's not the person's choice, and they're overwhelmed by these feelings. And, and have, have you been in that situation, Jessica, yourself? I, I mean, I, we've all had different mm. types of depression. I mean, I just feel passionately about it just because of his pure lack of empathy for the woman. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm coming from. And it's just a case where it annoys me that people just think, oh, just get on with it. Yeah, Some slap on the back, cheer up there, will you, for God's sake. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure people who have had um, people in their families who've been affected by um, suicide related to depression would also not feel favourably about John's opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I get I get you. But there, there are people out there who have that opinion. They believe that you should be able to change Mm-hmm. And, and that they don't want to live with somebody because, as this person in the email wrote, they, they felt that it was bringing them down. And that can yeah. happen, by the way. That can happen. You know, if somebody is very depressed in a relationship, it can bring the other person down too. And absolutely. I totally agree. Now, also, I also feel that support should be given to that man because I'm sure he hasn't went, what did you say, three years? Three years. Uh, yeah, living with the wife, doing nothing. I'm sure he's not coming in every day being like, oh, she's depressed now, I'll just get on with it. I'm sure he's done everything in his power. Well, he has. He mentioned, no, he mentioned the email that he's brought her to doctors, therapists, he's yeah. drove her to therapists and doctors and made the appointments and everything, but nothing is working. Nothing is in changing. That, in that case, I feel like he should be allowed to move on with his life, you know, but also leave her in the care of someone, of professionals. I don't think he should be demonised because he wants to leave a situation like that. It's not... Well, can you imagine the upset that's going to cause if this woman is suffering from some severe depression, which it sounds like she is, and yeah. he decides, well, I'm moving on and I'm bringing the kids with me or whatever, you know, I mean, jeepers, that's going to make her life even worse, isn't it? I appreciate that, but at the end of the day, is he going to sacrifice his life? And his happiness. And his happiness, because he's, he's a person as well. And I mean, I understand she's depressed and she needs help. And he can still help her. You know, he doesn't have to just be like, right, I'm off. 
um, taking the kids, good luck. He can he can still help her, like he can still, you know, facilitate visits with the children. It's not there. There isn't only one option. Does he have like. a duty to her? Because some people talk about you know because he's married to her that you know mm. when you stand on the altar and you you know you say you know obviously till death do us part and sickness mm. and in health and all that. Does does he have a duty to her? I mean, you could argue both ways. He has a duty to her. He is her husband. But I mean, at the end of the day, it has been three years. She needs support, but so does he. Maybe he feels that he's at his wit's end. You know, maybe mm-hmm. he could press on for another bit and see what happens. But I don't think he should be demonised for having those thoughts and feelings that he wants to leave the marriage because of, of the wife's depression. All right. Well, listen, thank you for that, Jessica. OK, uh, well addressed uh, in relation to what John said earlier on. Keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number is 087 Some of your WhatsApp messages, by the way, coming in as well in relation to this. Hi, Niall. I think John just does not understand depression and how it works. Fortunately, I had depression and anxiety for a number of years. My husband stood by me, thank God, because I would have been lost without them. And that's how I got through it. But nobody knows that darkness that you feel. Do I think the husband should stay? I think if he's tried everything and can't do any more, then he should be able to walk away. I was lucky. My husband stood by me. And thank God I'm through the other side. Thank you. So he said it might have started from prenatal depression, from having uh, the child. That's what he did say it started after their third child. Yeah, you're right. And I'm sure doctors have examined that as well, because obviously she's been to doctors and examined that issue in relation to that. So maybe it is or maybe it isn't. Let me go to Jennifer. Jennifer, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Jennifer? Hi, I'm good, thank you. Good, Jennifer. I mean, Jennifer, I suppose depression is something that affects most of us at some point in our life. Now, it, it can be difficult if it goes on for three years and it can be difficult on the people around you as well. Of course, and I totally understand that. Um, One point I want to make is that someone that has never suffered from depression, never been in that dark hole, they can't, how can they say, you know, uh, how can they talk about it if they have never stepped in them shoes and they have never been in that dark hole? You know, that man that was on earlier, like John, John, yeah. 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 Like, I mean, how can you say, you know, how can you say, unless you've been in them shoes, unless you've walked, in in-person shoes, unless you know what that dark hole is like. I've been in that dark hole, and luckily I had a child that took me out of that dark hole. So I got a blessing in life that I've seen life in a different way. But, like, I've had depression. I've also had addiction problems as well, which are two completely separate things. Of course they are. You know, you I know mean, so you, one, you one you can actually make a decision to stop if, yeah. if you try hard enough, obviously, and get the support and the help. Whereas with depression, it's not something you can choose to make it stop. You can't. You could spend days in bed not washing yourself. You could. You don't see anything else except the darkness. And I think for this man, look, I can't judge because I've never been married. So I can't judge about the marriage. But I do think that there is a difference, you know, with love and being in love. So, you know, I'm sure he mm-hmm. still loves her, you know. So maybe the being in love, he's not in love with the person that has the depression. But what about the woman that's inside that he fell in love with in the first place, her soul? You know, who she actually is Well, it is does inside. seem, according to his email, he's trying desperately to get that woman back again. But unfortunately for him, it's just not happening. And, you know, he sees what seems to be to him a permanent change of some description whereby, you know, she's on this downward spiral. And he believes he's now going into the same downward spiral because, according to him, she's bringing him down. I understand that. And it is, it's a very, it's a very hard thing to do, you know, to, to, to walk away from her if he was to do that. But I mean, I think the worst thing for her would be for her to feel that she's even more alone because depression may not last forever. You know, that there, there can be different changes, you know. How long, so how long much- did your depression last for? 
it lasted for a good few years, to be honest. It runs in my family. And to be honest, I've had to separate myself from my own mother because of what she was doing to me because of her depression. So I do, you know, and that's a very hard So, so you're familiar with the idea of trying to distance yourself from people who uh, would have been negative, yes. 100%, 100%. And it breaks my heart every day that I had to do that, but I had to do that to protect myself. But at the same time, I made it clear and I wrote her a letter to make it clear that I'm always there. You know, we are always connected and I'm always there. You're never alone. I've had people that have committed suicide. Me, myself, I tried it. So I understand every angle. And and for people who maybe like John, who don't understand it, and there are people in this world who have never been really depressed. They've been maybe in bad mood some days, but they've never actually been depressed, who don't understand that feeling. So you wake up in the morning and how did it manifest itself on a daily basis? You woke up in the morning, you just didn't want to get up. You just don't want to get up. You want to put the covers back over your head. Someone says, come on, let's go for a walk. No. You know, let's go do this. No. Let's get fresh air. No. But you know what? Fresh air is great for the brain and it's great for the mind. And, um, you know, I do believe even if it's only, a t- even if it's just t- to get someone out of the house for 10 minutes, mm-hmm. you know, or, I mean, they have children, you know. So even, you know, children are a great. Look, when you're in the dark hole, it's very hard. But the worst thing is being in the bedroom, in the isolation, just even if it's only baby steps. Nothing is going to happen overnight. But baby steps and support, if you don't have support, then you're going to, you're, it's going to be very hard to get out of that hole. And, you're, you know, and again, suicide. I've had people that have committed suicide around me. And just sometimes all you need is just one person. As I said, I was lucky to get a blessing in my life of my son. And, you know, th- that was just one person. You gives know, you that reason, that reason to, to want to it, be alive, yes. He gave me a reason to live. For me, I suffered with depression since I was young. And, like, I just never, I, ne- I always felt different. I never felt that I had a reason or a purpose. And I did for my son. And the likes of the guy, John, as I said, you know, if you, if you just haven't been in that dark hole. But it's just, you know, just bear with her because... It is worth it. You know, you fell in love with the person that was inside, you know. Okay, well, do, do me a favor, just stay there a second because I want to go to Lauren as well just before I finish today. Mm. Lauren, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Lauren? Hi, how are you, Niall? Uh, you also suffered from depression and your advice, well, you, you had a supportive family, I believe, but what do, what do you think this guy should do? Uh, well, stick with her, definitely. Um, I've, I've suffered with depression since I was in my early teens. Um, my mother suffered with it. And... It's just something that I've had to manage for years and still do, you know. And I'm so lucky to have a very, very supportive husband. If I didn't have him, I honestly don't think that I'd be still alive today. You need that support, you know. So he's uh, he's, he's very understanding. He takes over the reins, you know, whatever, when you're in that situation. Yeah, he does. He, I mean, he, he, it's not that he takes over. I mean, I, I've, I've suffered with it long enough now to kind of, I know how to manage it, you know, and, and I'm also in the middle of doing a psychiatric mental health nursing degree. Okay. Um, so well, that's putting your own I, problem to good use, I suppose, in some yeah, sense, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. You know, because like that, like that other man that was on, John, like there's a complete another um, lack of understanding when it comes to depression and um, how to manage it. You know, like if, if somebody was, if, if that man came on and said his wife was suffering with cancer it'd be a total different narrative from some yeah, you wouldn't people, say you, know, try, you wouldn't say get up and cure yourself there would you no exactly that's it mm. like you know so do you think do you think we ignore mental health because unlike a broken leg which we can see a cast on somebody's leg or unlike a broken arm or cancer as you point, point out that we can diagnose properly uh, and not just observational diagnosis do you think that because it's so invisible we don't treat it the way we should 
Uh, yeah, 100%, absolutely, yeah. There's still, I mean, there's a lot of talk and awareness around mental health now, but we have a massive, massive way to go in terms of people actually understanding. Do you know, just because you had a bout of depression before, it doesn't mean that when you hear of dep- somebody else suffering that they have the same kind of depression and they can just get over it. Some people have major clinical depression. That doesn't go away. That needs to be managed with meds and mm-hmm. and uh, for the person to kind of do a lot of learning about it themselves so they can eventually manage it. And then we don't have amazing services in Ireland anyway. I no, mean, we that's do true. have amazing services, but we don't have enough of them. And we don't have great access to them either. Like, she could be on the wrong meds or she could be on the the same meds that she's been on since she was diagnosed and they could they might not be suiting her she might need to change different onto different meds there's so many different medications out there I'd definitely urge them to go back to the doctor and him as well go back and, and, and say how he's feeling to the doctor too so the doctor can advise him and there's also support groups for people that because I mean, in relation to the medication you're talking about, of course, our mind and our brain has a very delicate balance uh, of serotonins and whatever else that happens to be up there. And to keep that balance correct, sometimes medication is needed to get that balance yeah. correct and, and to make us feel a little bit better about ourselves. Now, mind you, that's not going to take away the reason for depression sometimes in no. some people's lives, but certainly it'll help you to cope a little bit better, I imagine. Yeah, 100%. Like I know when I... When I um come off meds or I was on meds for a long time the same meds and they did this they were ineffective after I was on them for almost 20 years and I knew I could feel myself slipping so I changed meds and I had to experiment with a few different types of medications before I actually found the right ones for me but I know when I'm not on medications I've tried it before have breaks and stuff like that I know out of the blue I will wake up one morning and I will not want to get out of bed and I'll not want to do absolutely anything and I'll feel absolutely hopeless and then I know that that, that's I I need to Mm. do something about this you know but, and, and and how are you feeling now? Sorry, I have a very short amount of time left, but how are you feeling yeah, now? Are you no, okay? I, I'm good now. I'm good, good now. I'm just, I'm, I'm enjoying doing the, the degree that I'm doing at the moment. Congratulations. So I and, I, like her. <laughs> and, I, and I wish you well in the future on that. Listen, thank you very much. I've run out of time. Thank, so thank you, Lauren. Thank you. And thank bye, you very bye. much indeed, Jessica, as well, for coming on and talking to us about, or Jennifer, should I say, about your own experiences. By the way, if anybody is affected by anything that we talked about today in relation to depression, you can contact the Samaritans at double one six one two three, Or if you, indeed if you want to contact Pieta House, you can. The number is one eight hundred two four seven. Two four seven, or just text the word "help" to five one treble four. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan show. Classic.